0: everybody, it's Sunday night and it's time for another episode of Best Flicks. I'm Ricky D and this is Best Flicks with Ricky D. It is Father's Day today, so I'm going to be bringing up just a couple of movies that have very prominent, very good father figures. uh, Something you might want to watch with your son or your father yourself. Or maybe if you're just trying to bring up some fond memories of your father, I've got a couple of movies that might be there for you. So I'm going to start out with Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine is, it was a really popular little indie movie that came out in 2006. It has 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's this, it's kind of a new age uh, National Lampoons kind of thing, uh, because they're traveling across country in a kind of shoddy vehicle, and they're trying to go across country so that their daughter can get into a beauty pageant, the Little Miss Sunshine beauty pageant. And the family is all very awkward. All of the characters are very bizarre. There is a father, or sorry, a grandfather, who is a drug addict and a porn addict, and he's just always talking about sex and drugs and filthy things in front of the children. But he also has this intense love of the kids. So despite his inappropriateness, he's still... A very good figure for them to be around. Maybe not a role model, but he clearly cares about them. There's also the daughter that's trying to get into the Little Miss, uh, Little Miss Sunshine pageant and she is not exactly model beautiful. She's not going to be winning this international or this national uh, beauty pageant. And then there's also the son who he's refused himself the ability to speak Uh, He has vowed to go silent until he becomes 18 and he can join the Marines. So there's all these very quirky, very bizarre characters all crammed into this tiny little van trying to get across country. And uh, spoiler alert, they run into some issues. It doesn't go. It's not a smooth trip. So speaking of National Lampoons, uh, that's another one that I wanted to bring up for Father's Day. Whether we're looking at the original National Lampoons where they were driving to Wally World Uh, The Vegas vacation, the Christmas vacation. Clark Griswold has always been a flawed man. But he also, just like I was saying about the other character, he loves his family. He wants to bring them in for this traditional Christmas-style meal. He wants everybody to be there for Thanksgiving. He wants to have a million lights on the house. He wants to have the biggest tree in the neighborhood. He wants it to be right up front. But despite his want for this very classical normal family style. He's always running into issues. And uh, it's it's always comical, but it's also a little bit admirable the way he handles his issues, the way he's chasing the squirrel out of the house and he's destroying everything. But he wants the squirrel out of the house in National Lampoon's vacation so that everybody can resume their good time. Uh, he's driving across country to go to Vegas. And everybody in the car is fighting, and he's running into flat tires and an overheating car and all these bad things. But he's really just trying to get his family to a good vacation. And it's always funny and it always goes around in circles for a while. But Clark Griswold is a very good father figure. And here I'm going to, from this point, I'm going to go into a couple of Steve Martin movies because Steve Martin has a tendency to play very good father figures. And I don't even have to try and justify any of it the way I have the other ones. Uh, He has, uh, he's in father of the bride part one and two, where it's just, uh, it's a movie about his relationship with his daughter and providing this amazing wedding for her and bringing the entire family together. And it's just a really sweet, really well-made movie about father daughter relationships And then Steve Martin also did the Cheaper by the Dozen series. I think there were at least two movies there where he's a father of 12 different children. And he's basically running this in-home daycare and trying to take care of 12 different kids. And it's very sweet and it's very funny. And it doesn't really go down some of those more awkward channels like Little Miss Sunshine and the National Lampoon movies. So if you're looking for something a little more family-friendly or even just a little bit more tame because that's your personal decision, check out some of the Steve Martin movies. He does just a really good job of portraying a father figure and making you feel warm and loved. So if if that's something that appeals to you, make sure you track down all the good Steve Martin movies. And keeping it in that kind of very warm, friendly vein, Mrs. Doubtfire. I used to watch Mrs. Doubtfire four or five times a year, probably up until the point where I was 15, 16 years old. I loved Mrs. Doubtfire. I loved Robin Williams. And even now, Robin Williams is doing some really cool art house stuff that I may not be a big Mrs. Doubtfire fan anymore. That's not a kind of movie that I would generally pick for myself. But Robin Williams is still making some really cool stuff. But back to Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, this is the story of a man who... He's divorced at the very beginning of the movie. Uh, it's weird that I'm uh, describing this because I assume everybody knows Mrs. Doubtfire. But in case you don't, he's divorced at the beginning of the movie. Uh, he still very much loves his kids and he wants to be around them. So he ends up taking a night shift job and then he applies to be the nanny and for his children. But he actually goes into full makeup and he dresses up as an old woman and... Uh, He basically, against anybody's knowledge, against the wife's knowledge, against the kids' knowledge, he just goes in as Mrs. Doubtfire, the old lady nanny, and he's able to spend this time with his kids. But he also isn't allowed to reveal himself. So that may or may not change at some point in the movie, but that's where he starts out, is he's trying to spend time with his kids, trying to be with his family, trying to be that good father despite being... I don't want to say pushed out, but being forced into a distanced role, but he doesn't want to be at a distance. He wants to be right there with his family. So it's kind of a cool take. Uh, there's tons and tons of comedy, lots of fun. Uh, there's a little girl in it that she's kind of the main link to the father figure. And they do a lot of ridiculous things. They're dancing around with, uh, brooms as air guitars, uh, Lots of silliness, lots of fun. Uh, this is another one. I'd say sit down and watch it with your kids. Watch it with your father. This is worth your time. I think I would be remiss if I didn't say anything about The Mandalorian. Uh, so the story of The Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, I know everybody knows about Baby Yoda right now. Uh, they are not blood-related. They're not actually father and son But I think it's important that I point out found family. uh, Family that you get together with, and just because they're not biologically related to you, doesn't lessen the intenseness and the importance of certain relationships. So in The Mandalorian, he is trying to take care of Baby Yoda and get him back to the Jedi, get him back to someone that could take care of him. But he also has this intense fatherly love for Baby Yoda. Groku, I would call him Groku because I know some people are going to uh, want to correct me. But The Mandalorian, despite all of the cool laser battle scenes and the rocket ships and everything else going on, there is a really sweet father-son relationship that is right at the forefront of everything going on. So get together with your dad and watch The Mandalorian, even if he doesn't like Star Wars. There's so much good things going on in The Mandalorian that they shouldn't find a reason to complain. There's something in every episode for everyone. I think that it's worth bringing up Meet the Parents on my Father's Day podcast. This was a really unanticipated hit. Uh, I don't think that anybody expected Robert De Niro to be such a great father figure in this Kind of weird comedy. Uh, I think this movie also it kind of turned the page on dad humor. Before this movie came out, there was a whole bunch of it was all kind of national lampoons jokes. It's all oh I hate my wife, I hate my kids, you know those kind of dad jokes. But this movie really it it really elevated the level of dad humor uh, with. Jinx the cat and her fighting with Ben Stiller the entire movie. Uh, The way Robert De Niro is trying to protect his family from Ben Stiller, this outside force, and also all the weird subtleties of Robert De Niro being a CIA agent and, you know, his daughter just trying to be this young woman growing up in her own life. And Ben Stiller just being caught off guard by everything going on in this family. Uh, I think Meet the Parents makes an excellent place on this list. Uh, There's a lot of good stuff going on. It's, I think it's a PG-13, and then there's an unrated R version, if I'm correct. Uh, So PG-13, not too bad. It's kind of family-oriented, but it's also... The humor level is really up and above. So if you haven't seen Meet the Parents, or like I've said a bunch of times on this list, because I'm talking about old movies, if you haven't seen it recently... This is a real good one to watch with your folks and now I'm going to go into Walter White from Breaking Bad uh Breaking Bad was just such a good series I think I've spoken about it fairly recently on best Flicks but Walter White he does such a good job with this father character uh he he fills out the edges of this character he starts out at his he starts out as this character that's just this kind of meek science teacher who's barely making a living uh he's he's not really able to make ends meet for his family necessarily or at least not the way that he thinks he should be able to uh he finds himself like there should be more in his life and that's when he gets into the meth cooking business uh and everything he does the murders the cooking up thousands and thousands of pounds of meth, Uh, all the gangs that he's fueling, all of this is worth it because he wants to do this for his family. There is kind of an interesting twist at the end of the series. I'm not going to reveal it because it's just such a good series and such a great twist that I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But for the first five seasons, Walter White is really just an extremely positive and dynamic character. I'm such a liar, though. Maybe Walter White isn't a good father figure. Uh, thinking about the way he watched Jane die. um, You know, I'm talking about how he wants all these good things for his family. But I think I may be mistaken. I think I should have taken Walter White off of my list. But despite him not being a great father figure it's still a great series. It's still, uh, maybe if you're a parent, this is something you could watch with your kids. With my dynamic, with my parents, I don't think there's any way I could get them to watch Breaking Bad with me. But despite my uh, change of opinion on whether or not Walter White is a good father figure, he's definitely an excellent character. There's nothing that could convince me otherwise that Walter White is not a great character. So, I will bring back some of what I was saying about him being a great father figure. But that doesn't take away from his character in general. All right, here's another one. Big Daddy. Do you guys remember Big Daddy when Adam Sandler movies were huge? Uh, Lately, he's been putting out a bunch of, like, grown-ups and grown-ups, too. And Adam Sandler and his friends go on vacation, so they film it and try and make millions of dollars. Like, Adam Sandler movies have been rough lately i don't think i've seen a new one in a decade and a half but there was a point in time where adam sandler movies were great and big daddy might be the pinnacle i'm sure that there's plenty of people that could argue that but big daddy is probably my favorite uh in big daddy adam sandler plays this kind of burnout character who got money from a lawsuit or a dead relative or something and he's just kind of coasting through life. He's not doing anything. He's not achieving anything. Uh, but he's got money and he's surviving and he's partying. So he doesn't really see any problem with that. Come to find out, this child, Julian, comes into his life. Uh, I, think it, I don't think he's the actual father. That kind of breaks down somewhere uh, in the movie. But for a while, he does believe he is the father of this child. And he kind of steps up to the plate. And does these great fatherly things for this child. He's taking him through the park. He's teaching him things. But it's also with this little level of deviance that speaks really well to Adam Sandler's character. Um, he like teaches him to run up to people in the park and trick them into giving him money. Uh, he teaches the kid how to shoplift. He keep, teaches the kid uh, how to damage goods in a store so he can get a discount on them. And all these silly things that, while they are deviants, they show up in a really sweet kind of way. Another one of the main characters is Leslie Mann. That is Judd Apatow's wife. I don't think she was his wife at the time. But the way that like Judd Apatow and Rob Schneider and Adam Sandler and all these different guys, they're always working together. I can almost certainly say that Judd Apatow has some kind of hand in this movie when you look at the humor styles when you look at the casting uh, he is not listed anywhere as being associated with this movie but I have a hard time believing that Judd Apatow doesn't have his fingers in this it kind of has that Judd Apatow feel and speaking of Judd Apatow I'm going to name my last movie for the Father's Day podcast Knocked Up This was kind of a spiritual sequel to The 40-Year-Old Virgin. The 40-Year-Old Virgin was such a massive sleeper hit that everybody saw The 40-Year-Old Virgin, but I think Knocked Up got a little bit swept under the rug. It was a little more about fatherhood and a little less about uh, weirdos in society, I guess. Don't get me wrong, Knocked Up has a lot to say about weirdos in society, but uh it's about seth rogan's character and he has a one night stand with this woman at the very beginning and just like in big daddy seth rogan is this total loser no real job no real career uh he and his friends have this like fake business that they've got going where they're trying to uh name all the nude shots in every movie and catalog them and put them online for people but they really just get together and make fun of each other, and they're not doing anything productive with that time. They have an interesting idea, but they are it's difficult to execute, and I don't think any of them are capable of executing. Uh, so it's got that kind of weirdo-in-society thing, but Seth Rogen, after he knocks up this girl, and like I said, Seth Rogen's kind of a loser, and this girl that he uh, meets up with she's a much higher class of society she is a news anchor she's always got herself has to have herself put together uh she can't really make mistakes and all of a sudden she's been knocked up by this frumpy kind of loser so uh seth rogan from this point on has to kind of decide is he going to be in this child's life uh what can he do to get his act together so that he can be a functioning member of society and a functioning member of this family, uh, and Seth Rogen goes through a lot of trials and tribulations in the movie. Uh, you know, he goes from smoking pot every day, partying with his buddies, ignoring any kind of responsibilities, to stepping it up. And even after the pregnant woman has totally kicked Seth Rogen out of his out of her life, he still he reads his baby books. And he finds an opportunity to show her that he's capable. And it's it's really a sweet movie. If you like stupid stoner buddy comedies, or if you like good just romantic comedies, this movie really nails both of those. It's just a total ace. So Knocked Up, I see it on cable all the time. Uh, I don't think it's streaming on anything, but chances are you can find it on YouTube or something like that, right? Um, I think that's all for my Father's Day items. I did want to add a little note at the end of this. Uh, If there is anybody out there that wants me to review a specific movie, a specific TV show, please at me, at BestFlixRickyD. I'm trying to find a little bit more inspiration for content here. Uh, And if there's somebody that whether you're an indie podcaster, whether you're a friend or family member of mine, somebody I don't know that's listening, please give me an idea for something that you want me to watch, whether it's the best thing you've ever seen and it's a, you know, a sleeper movie, like Lawnmower Man, let's say. I've never seen Lawnmower Man, but I hear a lot of great things. Tell me you want me to watch that and do an episode on it, and I will. Uh, if you have something that you thought was terrible and you think I'm going to hate it, give me the recommendation, I will watch it. I will let you know what I'm thinking about it. If you have the abilities to come on here and do this with me, there's a good chance we could do a tandem podcast and we could both talk about your favorite or least favorite movies. So, at Best Flicks Ricky D, send me your recommendations. I would love to hear what you guys want me to watch, whether it's good or bad, uh, or something that you don't think I ever would watch. Throw some anime at me. Throw a kid's movie at me. Let me know. I will try anything out. I'm just uh, trying to find a little bit more interaction with people when I do these podcasts. It's a little awkward doing everything completely solo. And if I have somebody to bounce ideas off of or somebody to podcast with directly, that would be great. So send me some recommendations. I will get back to you. I will make you a personal Best Flicks episode. Thanks for coming with me. This is Ricky D. And you're listening to Best Flicks with Ricky D. Yeah.